Hello and welcome to Cartel Aristocrats. I don't know what this is beyond the grave. We've all uh, we've all moved on to bigger things in life. I'm Jeremy, and I'm joined with uh, uh, I mean, one of I my co-hosts, Florida, Jim. So How's it going, all man? Considered, it could be much worse. Uh, I am I am healthy, and I have a job where I can work from home, so yeah, I really can't complain. But you know, not everyone is that lucky. And uh, we've just sort of been what just hanging out doing absolutely nothing lately uh i mean i've been catching up on tv shows with my wife mm-hmm. if that counts that sort of counts anything fun that you're watching uh we're watching most recently um the michael jordan uh the last dance documentary yeah uh, so we okay. watch a couple of episodes of that every night i think we're probably going to be done with it tomorrow but we watched all of avatar the last airbender and we started cora and yeah she's not the kind kind of person that would like binge watch a tv show but Uh. since we got really nothing else going on and we really can't go out and do things uh she's like resigned herself to becoming a couch potato with me so honestly i've been watching me i've been watching a lot of like queen of the south and uh ozark but that's basically watch a lot of ozark when i was unemployed uh i didn't end up finishing it but I did enjoy it a bunch. Yeah, do you want to talk about, like, what you're doing now, or not really? Uh, I mean, sure, I got a new job, uh, I work at EA, uh, and I am helping... It's in the game. Yeah, it is in the game. Uh, I'm helping the Madden team on, uh, their release product, uh, but I don't, I don't work on the game team, so, like, I don't make Madden, I make the things that make the Madden go. I don't know, I do a lot of automated testing and stuff. It's a, it's a cool job, um, but you know the most important thing is they're very you know it's a global company and they have a lot of different sites, so they're very sensitive to each site's individual needs. And given the fact that Florida is a place that has like some of the worst coronavirus outbreak, they're like, yeah, we're not going to put anyone back in the in the studio. Everyone can work from home, and you know as it, as it stands we're not going to go back before january which is good like we don't have to like have that looming over my head of you know like oh do i have to go back to work do i have to like you know sanitize my keyboard every day and like all the things that i touch like do i have to wear a mask at work like that's just like stuff i don't really want to have to deal with uh considering most of my job doesn't actually require interfacing with people or even the like the machines themselves like i just use a remote desktop on most of them to do what i have to do so uh, it's, it's a good job. I enjoy it. Um, pay is nice. And, you know, it's finally doing something that I went to school for, in theory. Like, I went to school to make video games. And then uh, when I got out, I was just like, man, like, cr- like, I hear about all these stories about all these companies that do all this crunch. And, like, you know, they have to, like, work, you know, 80-hour weeks to get their games out the door. And they don't get any overtime. Like, that's that sounds awful. So I didn't want to do that for a bit. And then... Uh, you know, this this job doesn't have the same kind of responsibilities that so like that kind of stuff just wouldn't happen uh which is good and you know i still get to say i helped work on a game which is what was my goal you know like eight years ago when i went to college yeah are you uh you tired of like being indoors yet with covid can you like go around any place in orlando or have you like barricaded yourself in i mean i go for walks every once in a while like i'll go to a park and i'll drive around and play pokemon go but like i don't really go outside and do things with other people like even my my friends that are also working from home you know it's just 
better to be safe than sorry and make sure that you know everything that we do we try to keep you know a, a minimum distance but honestly I'm, I'm kind of more of an introvert anyway like I play a lot of video games I watch TV and anime and stuff so like I'm not out of things to do um, it's just like sometimes <laughs> I don't feel like cooking dinner and I don't really have the option to like I, I mean I do have the option to go out and get food but like honestly that's not worth it to me anymore because yeah I don't really want to sit down and eat anything and if I'm gonna do takeout like at that point I might as well just make it myself because it's about to take that much time anyway I went from, like, door dashing a bunch at work to, like, just, like, baking everything under the sun. Yeah. And, like, the, I, I my carbon take is, like, too much. Dude, I, I mean, like, I was doing a lot of bread baking when I didn't have a job, and I still yeah. do it sometimes, but it's still really, really hard to find the ingredients that I want. Like, it's really hard to find bread flour, and I haven't seen yeah. yeast in, like, a month in my grocery store. Oh. We have a lot of that. And, like, I've just been like, yo, like, if you want me to make you a, a loaf of sour bread, like, give me five bucks and I'll, like, throw it at your door in, like, a freezer bag. And, like, I don't know, it works. <laughs> it's, like, infinite amount of free money as long as people are too lazy to make their own bread. I mean, it, there's it's hard to, like, really compare to, like, homemade bread. Like, I didn't really think it was going to be that much of a difference. But when I made bagels, yeah. it's just, like, way better than anything anyone in Florida makes. And I just don't understand why. Because, yeah. It's not that hard. It's just they just, like, are just always bad, and I don't understand. I don't but. think I can ever eat, like, white bread again. Like, that bunny bread. I don't think I can ever eat that again. I, I mean, I haven't either in a very long time, so I don't yeah. blame you. Um, making bagels has been fun. But, like, I don't know. They're, like, different here, right? So, like, you don't, you don't, you don't get, like, the joysy bagel that, like, you grew up on or whatever with the water in it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's not... So, the thing that I've, I've learned about the New York-style bagel and the reason why it is the way it is is because of the ingredients that they put in the water when they boil it. Um, yeah. They use, like, this malt syrup or something that I also don't have, so I don't actually do it that way. I make it the Montreal-style where I use honey because it's, like, more yes. readily available. So Have you been to Montreal for a hockey game yet? I have been to Montreal. They were not playing hockey at that time. It's very sad. But you got the bagels. I did have I did have yeah. Montreal style bagels. I did enjoy them. It was like one of the highlights of my trip. Was the yes. the bagels and the poutine is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, the bagels are up there. I I would argue it's better than a New York bagel. But one of us like didn't live in New York. So right, yeah. I mean, there I can understand if you said that. Like they're very good. So I think that Montreal bagels are closer to being a reasonable. Like I can I can understand if you feel like Montreal bagels are better because they're they're largely very much the same thing. What I don't understand is when people say that Chicago style pizza is better because those oh. are just completely different things. Like New York style pizza and Chicago style <laughs> pizza just aren't aren't things that you can compare to each other because Chicago like they call it pizza but it's really just a casserole. Like it's not a yeah. pizza. It's just. It's a different beast. Like, it's not bad, it's just different. It's just not pizza. Where if you go to Montreal, you get a bagel, it's still like what you would expect. It's just a little bit different. My girlfriend lives in Chicago, and, um, like, I went up to her place with COVID. Like, we both got tested. Like, uh, like behind the scenes, like, Jim knows this, but, like, I'm, I'm being tested weekly. Um, but, uh, like, she's like, yeah, let's, like, order Chicago-style pizza. Um... 
and we each had one slice and we were done. And then you just have, like, three quarters of, like, a medium pie left. And it's, like, this is not, like, like good New York pizza, like, you fold, like, the first slice, and then if you're feeling hungry, you get a second slice. With Chicago pizza, like, you're not getting to the second slice unless you want to feel like that. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I definitely didn't, when I went to Chicago, didn't have, like, probably the best Chicago-style pizza. Like, I got the the closest facsimile to it there and like i got the idea it's it's good it's like it's tasty because it's it's bread and cheese and tomato sauce like it's really hard to go yeah. bad there it's it's basically like pasta but it's not pizza like it's not what it's you, a pie yeah it's it's it's, it's a just a meat pie, pie. yeah yeah so you know i enjoyed it but like it's not if I, i'm buying like craving pizza that's not the kind of thing i want yeah how are you feeling about a uh, double master's does this, like, appeal to you at all with, like, the, the Cyclonic Rift Topper and, like... So, like, I've kind of moved myself into, like, this weird state where, like, I don't buy that many Magic cards anymore, but when I do, I buy really expensive ones because... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, because I'm kind of an, an, an addict like that, but... Yeah, you know, I I do enjoy collector boosters, and I do enjoy like the alternate frame stuff. Like I like the things looking cool, but I don't necessarily change you know chase like the the pack foil stuff anymore because there's just cooler versions out there. Like it used to be that you know like pack foils were like the best that you could get, and that's just like what you wanted. Now it's like oh I want the showcase foil ones because like those are now the coolest, and I don't want it specifically because like they're more expensive. Like I'm not trying to like show off how much I spent on it, but those are just the things that, like, most appeal to me because they're the things that also people would have less often. So, yeah, um, I'm definitely happy about some cards getting reprinted because I would probably also buy regular copies of them for decks so I don't have to, like, move them around. So, like, Exploration is a card that I think I only own, like, two or three of, and I probably want to get more. Um, the Box Topper one has, like, some ridiculous art. Like, I'm trying to see if Mark Poole is going to do uh, prints of that, because I would probably get a print of that and, like, frame it and put it on my wall. It's, like, really cool piece of art. Um, and it's, like, predominantly purple, and that's my favorite color, so I feel like I should get some purple magic art up in this bitch. But, yeah, uh, it sounds really good. But I, I, like, I really don't, like, I have no interest in buying VIP boosters, and I'm, like, pretty annoyed that the regular, like, I don't understand why they did box topper things, but, like, didn't do them like they do normal showcases where they just appear in the packs normally, which is, like, kind of a, a bummer because, like, I don't want to buy any sealed product now because I'm probably going to end up with, like, the Jace the Mind Sculptor promo and I'm just, or uh, box topper, and I'm, like, really not about that life. Like, it doesn't have new art. It's full art, but, like, it's not really that much better than the regular one, and I don't really feel the need to spend all that much money to buy it because it's really not that different like if i'm gonna spend the money i want something that's like very different it doesn't like can't be mistaken for something else that someone else already has so like even though i don't like the karn i would rather get the karn than the jace just you know i don't know how much they're gonna cost but like i would rather get the thing with the new art than the thing that i already have with the same art yeah it's a good strategy i just like wonder how many people are spending too much money like the last four months and then unemployment gets like off in like two weeks and then 30 million ma americans like a bunch of them who uh I, had, I guess we could get into this in a second but like a bunch of them who have magic collections like suddenly have to sell a bunch of cards right and like there's no longer stimulus money propping up 
a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in a little bit of a different situation, I think, than most people. Like, And I'm, thank goodness for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough that, like, even if I didn't get a job immediately, I wasn't, like, in trouble. My wife is employed and would be for the foreseeable future. You know, I have a pretty good amount of savings. And even if I didn't, if I run out of that, like, I have a ton of magic cards that are, like, relatively liquid, all things considered. Like, you can sell yeah. those and it's a lot easier than doing it with a lot of other different hobbies. So, you know, I wasn't really that worried about money. And I was, you know, pretty frugal when I wasn't employed. I would make sure to, like pretty much not buy any magic cards at all because you know there's no reason to like deplete your savings any faster than you need to but now that i'm you know i'm a couple of paychecks into my new job and you know everything is going pretty okay and you know i'm not worried about like getting laid off or anything because you know when you start a new job it's always like hard to like know like i'm either a good fit or they you know are they going to say oh you know you're not like quite performing at the level that we need and we need to let you go like none of that stuff or like you know anything else that could happen at the new job but you know i'm at the point where i'm pretty comfortable with what i'm doing and stuff so i've been more relaxed with the purse strings so to speak but it still gets to a point where i'm just like you know i've spent you know some money on uh core 21 i was really excited to get the the cultivates and the solemn simulacrums i think that was a really cool addition and then they yeah. do this like box topper nonsense with Double masters, and I'm just like, why are these just not in the set? No, I'm like, I'm mad because like, why aren't these just not in the set? Like, I would probably I've gone to my LGS and bought some sealed product and helped them out, but now I'm just like, the the VIP boosters are like, on like unreasonably expensive, and you only get two rares in each or four, I guess, in each pack. Like, at least it's it's basically the same as like a regular collector booster, right? It's like fourteen, fifteen dollar or no, it's probably more than that. No, it's probably like fifteen dollars for like a collector booster for for core twenty one, and you get four rares or mythics minimum. And then in these VIP boosters, they're a hundred dollars, and you get the same four rares or mythics with no like no options for any additional ones because you have like a bunch of basic lands and nonsense in there. Like, what do, what are we doing? Why did it do? Why did they do that? And then they didn't put any of the foil box toppers in the set or in the boxes themselves. So I'm just like, this is just obnoxious. Like, it's a limited run set. There's not going to be that much of it. And they're making it like, I definitely do want to pick some of them up. But now I have to be a lot more selective about what I'm going to end up getting. And that right. just feels bad. Like, I'd rather, if they were going to do something like this, to just do a secret layer. Like, I think those are much better for people that like to collect and don't mind spending extra money. But... This whole VIP booster thing is just really annoying. Like, the people that bought them are probably going to make out well because, like, realistically, there are enough good cards in those booster packs and the the foils are only available there that it'll sell well. But I don't understand why they didn't just do regular collector booster boxes, maybe with, like, a different assortment of cards or whatever, but just, like, keep them in the same kind of price range because this is, like, $100 for a single booster pack. It's just too much money. There's a lot of people in this industry that think that we're going to see a thousand dollar booster packs within the next five years. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me, and also not a person that would buy them. I don't know, like, I don't know how much more money they can make. How, like, I don't know what people's upper limits on what they will spend is. Like, I don't have like a hard I and do. fast. I don't have a hard and fast limit on what I'm going to spend on stuff, but I have to feel like I'm getting good value. 
And spending $100 yeah. and getting four cards I don't want doesn't seem like good value. Like, I'd rather spend $100 on a single card that I want than $100 on maybe two cards that I want. Like, that doesn't seem like a thing that, I, that, that makes any sense to most people. And given the fact that the basic lands are reprints, and, like, then they give you, like, just a ton of commons and uncommons that don't even have anything extra, like, special going about them, like... I don't understand who that was supposed to be for. It just it just seems silly. But like there's also the issue of like, you know, the ultimate secret layer with the with the fetch lands is also a thing I was just like not interested in cuz they're not cheaper than normal, like I mean a little bit, but like I don't need to spend $250 on five cards that like eventually will get cheaper. Like I know that they're going to get cheaper and, and they're not foil and they have alternate art, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to use it again. Like, they weren't, like, full like full art fetch lands, and they still wanted to spend, you know, you wanted to spend $250 on them, or $350, or however much they ended up selling for it. I don't even remember. We were charging $175. Uh, but, like, the card stock is actually, like, not bad. So, at $175, I might have considered it, but it's yeah. still, at, at the end of the day, that still feels like too much money, because... right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the upper limit is. Like, I don't mind spending more money on a single that I know that I want. But if yep. it's a if it's a thing from Wizards of the Coast, I feel like there should be a cap on the amount that it costs. And we got we got four of them, and they charged us a hundred and thirty five dollars each. I think, and we were just like, all right, like we'll make forty dollars on them. Like, it keeps people happy, and like, honestly, like. After the first four people that... Because, like, obviously it sold out the first day because people were flipping them for 300 online. Yeah. Um, it, it got foot traffic in as well, and then people were like, oh, it's out, like, I guess I'll just buy a box of Japanese War of the Spark instead because, like, Liliana's $3,000 or, like, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy alternate art cards. I enjoy foil cards. Uh... I, I like the, the you know the, the transition to having like premium versions of cards and having the regular ones be pretty cheap, but just like that specific secret layer just felt like it just it just leaves a leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Like those cards are not particularly special. They shouldn't be that much money. Like if yeah. they said if they said they were going to do fetch lands and a box of five of them would have cost fifty dollars. That's still more money than most of those secret layers would cost, and I'd still be happy to pay that. But yeah. $175, $200, more than that, it's just too much money. Like, at the end of the day, I know eventually they're going to get reprinted, they're going to be cheaper. Like, I'll get them eventually. Like, they're not even, like, the coolest version of the lands that you can get right now because they made Masterpiece versions of them. And I have all of those, and I was, like, not super happy to be paying as much money as they were worth at the time, but I knew that those were, like, special edition, never going to get reprinted again, and... or in theory, like, never going to get reprinted again, like, not in the foreseeable future, like, I would get a lot of usage out of them before they, they went down in price, but, you know, it, it's just, like, some premium editions are very good, some of premium editions are very bad, and I don't quite understand what their process is and why they keep changing it. Like, I understand this year has been a lot of new things, but I wonder how long they're going to do, take before they, like, figure out what works and stick mm -hmm. to it instead of changing all the time. Yeah, and I think one thing that we uh, we haven't considered is um, like what happens if they just like you, you're asking like how much more can, money can they make sort of like what happens if they just reprint old booster boxes if they're just like Innistrad Legends two hundred dollars with a new frame. I mean that's like the that's the way to get around the reserve list right in theory. I don't know honestly. 
so I, I believe that what I understood was uh, from from a, 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 an article about a, a lawyer uh, wrote a while ago. And forgive me if I'm paraphrasing this incorrectly. But oh, are you talking about the Booze Cubes article, Scott? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Um, he, uh, as far as I can remember, which, like I said, this is not like, you know, I'm not saying that this is 100% fact or exactly what he said. I'm just paraphrasing what I remember. Um, the, the letter of what they say says that they will not reprint them in new sets, but that doesn't say that they can't continue the print run of an old set. Like... They could, in theory, reprint entire booster boxes of Urza Saga as they appeared originally, and they would be functionally identical to the original run. So yeah. you could reprint them that way, and you could do it with, like, Alpha or whatever to get, like, a Black Lotus or something. Um, but I think that, like, kind of becomes, like, pretty close to that, and if they were going to do that, they would just, like pick sets that would be more desirable than just, like, Innistrad, like, pick cards, pick pick sets with reserve list cards, like Urza Saga, so you can reprint uh, Gaia's Cradle and Time Spiral and, um, you know, Sarah Sanctum and, and, and stuff like that, um, which I wouldn't be totally opposed to, like, I'm not, wor I'm not mad if my cards were worth less than they were before because, you know, there are more copies of them available, um, because I probably just buy more of them because I'm a hoarder commander player. That's just like where I am in my life. But yeah. I don't like it when they like art like they they purposely limit the amount that they're reprinting and then charge a lot of money for it. Because then that just feels like they're not like trying to help anybody. They're just like trying to make money, and that's too much capitalism for me. <laughs> well, the problem with that is they would have to find good quality uh, cardboard stock again because, like, I've been buying a bunch of Urza stuff lately, and those cards do not curl at all. Like, at all. I mean, they didn't really, like, non-foil cards really didn't start curling until, like, probably, like, Magic Origins. Oh, like, even the foils. So, like, I bought a stack of Destiny foils the other day, and they were all still flat. And it was just a bunch of commons and uncommons. And it's just like, so, why can't we have this? I I think that, like, all the old border foils are like that. When they switch to the new border, like, I don't know what it is. Because you remember old border foils, the picture wasn't foil. It was just the text box and then the the uh, the frame, right? Like, the, the, fo the foiling wasn't in the picture. And right. And I think the additional foiling with now, because you have foil in the picture itself makes it more likely to curl or whatever the processes that they use to do that makes it more likely to curl yeah um and then the other thing is um where is i going with this what were you hmm. well i was just trying to say because like yeah kamigawa foils are notoriously awful because they turn into boats like like people are like oh man my foils are so curled from these booster packs that i just got and i'm like have you ever seen foil Kamigawa basics? Like, you could, like, ride down a river in them. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that is the plan. But that was, like, a notoriously bad foiling foil set. It, like, the Mirrodin ones are not so bad, and then the Ravnica ones afterwards were not so bad. I don't know what it was about Kamigawa that just, like, they all became, they all curled super hard. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you said, like, remember the old sets, and I'm like, I was, like, born when those old sets came out. But yeah, I've seen the cards. I mean, um, so, so like, foil, old, old border foils started with Urza's Legacy. Legacy, yeah. And then they went through to 
ETH Edition and Mirrodin, which were the la- which were the first sets with the new border, because those are the first modern legal sets, LOL. And pretty much all of those foils, despite being super old, are not, like, they don't curl at all, or very little, and, you know, they keep up pretty well. But then when they switched over, like, they started curling more, but some sets were worse than others, so I don't know, I think they were, like, experimenting with the print process still. Do you think that Wizards should do what Star City is doing in order to make money? So, like, they're making more profits than ever just based off, like, how much they're charging shops or the fact that they're selling directly on Amazon now to undercut LGSs with boxes. Like, you're basically buying your box from Wizards now online instead of an LGS if you're buying on Amazon. Um, Do you think that Wizards should do for these Magic Fests what Star City does, which is, like, you need to play in, like, an FNM level qualifier before you can play in the main tournament because it just adds so much more money to their coffers? Or do you think that alienates, like, too many players that, like, are trying to spike the dream of being able to play Magic Online from home? Dude, I don't know, man. I, that that dream has, like, long since sailed for me. I think that, like, people that want to play Magic professionally are have kind of soured on it, and the people that, like, were aspiring to play Magic uh, uh, professionally... It just doesn't have the same luck, like it doesn't have the same um, appeal as it did before. Like ever since they got rid of like you know they don't pay for your plane ticket anymore. They just have they pay down larger amounts of min cash. Like how are you supposed to? And and you know with COVID now you can't really travel anywhere. Like a lot of the a lot of the excitement of, for me for qualifying for the pro tour was I like, would get to go someplace that I wouldn't have otherwise and. That's just not the case anymore, and I definitely wouldn't want to do it if I was just playing Magic online or or Arena, like playing in at home. Like I could do that anytime. That's not really that special. It the the amount of money that you played for really wasn't like the exciting thing. It was the prestige, and understandably yeah. for some people, like the money is important because it's how they support themselves because this is their job. But I don't think that like it's necessarily very easily like I don't think it's very available to people anymore and honestly a lot of the organized play stuff I just kind of tune out now because it just doesn't apply to me it's not the kind of place that I am in my life anymore and I don't know what they would have to do to make it exciting like for me personally like I I can spend you know however many weekends grinding out magic tournaments to try to qualify for the pro tour in like Kyoto or whatever or I could just like go on vacation to Kyoto because I have the means to do that anyway. And go to the Pro Tour, because, like, I've done that. I mean, I don't just, even like, know if I would show go to the Pro Tour. And like, drop I have never been to Japan before. Why would I go there to go, like... Eat? So, when I was thinking about going this year, uh, before COVID happened, and yeah. my wife and I were like, oh, the times that we're looking at, there's a... There was a, a Grand Prix in, or Magic Fest in Kirikushu, I think is what it's called, the name of the city. Yeah, and we yeah, Ed thinking, and I would have been there. Yeah, and I was, like, thinking about, yeah. like, working that into my trip. Like, go there for a day and, and see what's going on and, you know, maybe get in, like, some drafts or something and then, you know, head out. But, like, I'm not going to try to, like, plan my trip around going to the Pro Tour. It's just, like, it's silly. Whereas, like, I went to the Pro Tour Honolulu and that was the first time I'd been to Hawaii, and I took, like, the rest of the... Like, I played Magic for two days, and then I took the rest of the week to, like, go on some tours and, and go visit some different places. Like, you know, my wife, is, like, works for Starbucks. She's really into coffee, so we went to, like, some of the coffee plantations and 
and checked that stuff out and went to Volcano and checked that out. Like we did a bunch of touristy things and, and enjoyed the island for or actually two different islands for you know what they had to offer and, and less so about the magic stuff. It was just convenient that they were able to pay for the plane ticket to go there and back because you know pretty <laughs> expensive. Uh, or they yeah. you know they weren't because like I had just finished college and you know didn't have a ton of money to be going on vacation halfway around the world. So um, you know it was it was a good experience, but now it's like oh you got to pay your own way and then afterwards you'll maybe get reimbursed with some money that might cover your expenses but probably won't like at, at some point it becomes too much money and not really worth it and now that all this stuff is online like you don't get to go anywhere and you don't get to do anything cool like I don't know I like magic not that much and I, I really hate losing and that like if you go to the territory you're more likely to do that because like your opponents are better than usual so I don't know it, it's really I don't really think it's a thing that people should aspire to anymore but obviously uh, that's not the case. Uh, people just really like competing, and they really like the the competitive aspect and like being able to play to their fullest potential and prove to other people how good they are. And that's that's fine, you know, man. If that's what you're about, but that's really not what I'm about anymore. Yeah. So, like, to clarify on that, I went to like the last Pro Tour. I went to like Pro Tour 25 too, and like at Pro Tour 25, I showed up. I bought a T-shirt that said Pro Tour 25 and a playmat, and then I left. Like, that was the extent. It was like, oh, cool, this is going on. Let me buy some exclusive merch while I'm passing through and then leave. Yeah, I, I would have probably done something similar to that. Yeah, because, like, if you had gone to Kyoto or Kitakashi or whatever, like, it's like, oh, cool, like, let me buy a shirt to show that I was here, like, look around real fast at, like, maybe a cool Japanese foil, and then, like, all right, bye. Like, that, that is the extent to which, like, it would, inter- it would, it would coincide with my trip. Yeah, exactly, like... I, if anything, I'd be, like, more interested in, like, seeing, like, people I know on Twitter that live in, in Japan, maybe, and, like, hanging out with them and seeing, like, you know, where, where's the cool place to eat or whatever, you know. Oh, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, we, we drafted an old-school cube off-site. I, like, met them on-site at uh, Chiba last year with Ed, and then we're like, alright, like, cool, let's leave now. Like, there's no point to stay on-site. Yep. Um... Yeah, are do you feel like you're becoming more like more well well rounded as an adult because like you're not spending as much time on your life as on magic essentially? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Um, you know, like obviously, like previously, you know, my every Friday night I'd go to you know my LGS and play F and M and whatever, and sometimes on the weekends I would you know go out and play in a PPTQ or whatever nonsense was going on. You know, maybe once a month or so I would travel to a GP. But at the end of the day, I'm not even sure I actually played all that much Magic compared to, like, what a lot of other people do. Like, I don't like to play Magic online. I think that program sucks. So, like, I try not to keep myself... I, I, you know, I try not to, to do that too much. Um, but I, I think it's just, like, having an adult job and, like, everything that comes with being an adult like i bought a house and you know all the things that come with that you know you you there's a lot of other like life responsibilities that you have to take care of that just like pushes magic further and further back into my like things i need to do or feel feel the need to do so like yeah i play a lot more commander than i used to and 
uh, with the popularity of, of uh, the webcam games, I probably have played it more often than I used to, um, but still not that much, all things considered. Like I probably you're not spending as much time reading articles on the meta game. You're not like watching oh, tournaments every weekend. Like they, sure, your, your time sure. has shifted to be being more efficient and being more focused on actually playing Magic. I would argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I forgot even about that stuff. Like, yeah, I used to read articles all the time. I used to like look at deck lists and like, I just don't do any of that stuff anymore. And and I don't know if that's just because like a lot of people are soured on a lot of formats anyway. But just like, I, the only Magic I play now is is Commander. So. I don't really care what other people's deck lists look like unless I'm building that deck myself. And even still, I just, like, I, I often will try to, like, skew towards things I already own. So looking at someone else's deck list, I'm not like, oh, man, I got to own all of those cards. I'm like, oh, I have these things. I can play with them, and then, you know, I'll find something to replace the other ones that they have going on there. Or, you know, it's, like, a really integral thing that I didn't think of that I might want, and then I'll go out and buy it or whatever. But, um yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't nearly spend nearly as much time thinking about like the strategy of magic. That's really not like. It's just not the things I care about anymore. Yeah, I I realized how much I was like like we don't have to go to Vegas this year, so like, we're not gonna all lose a bunch of money flying to Vegas and then gambling and like going out to dinners and like you actually save a lot of money that way, which I think a lot of Magic players are just turning into more cards for their collection. Yeah, honestly, I think that like. Even just now, like, with the, all the COVID stuff going on, like, I used to go out to eat probably a couple of times a week because I would just be lazy and be like, hey, you want to go get, you know, XYZ food? And she'd be like, yeah, and then we'd go and, and not cook that night, and, you know, it would be, you know, $25, $30. And instead, we I just, like, go grocery shopping once a week, and I buy enough stuff for the whole week, and I just cook, and it's much cheaper that way. Like, I spend a lot less money on food, and... And whatnot. So, like at the end of the at the end of the month, I'm like, oh man, I have a lot more money in my bank account than I like usually had. You know, it's it's definitely something where it's like, well, I don't feel that like crunched anymore about that kind of stuff. So I would spend more money on on magic products. So like, I bought a collector booster box from Core Twenty One, and then I bought a bunch of singles from that set. So like. I'm definitely not against spending money on magic cards. I just feel like the current offerings kind of suck. Yeah, like, I agree. Especially double masters. I feel like double masters like could have been really sweet, but then they just like the 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 VIP edition is just like so it just it just feels so bad. It's very egregious. I have a couple whale friends that are refusing to touch this product. Normally, like they bought like cases of ultimate masters. And they're just like, I can't open, like, if they're going to do the foil, the, the show art, the showcase art, like, and it's only foil and I can only get it in, like, my topper and my box or a VIP pack, they're like, I'm just not going to buy this product. Right, and that's kind of, actually, you know what, that's, like, kind of where I'm at. Like, I looked at my, at my, uh, like, purchase history from Ultimate Masters, and Ultimate Masters booster box was, like, $280 is what I spent for it. And I could order, uh, pre-order a... Uh, double masters booster packs for like 325 or something which considering the fact that there are twice as many rares and mythics in that box because they're the same box size you know that should be a good deal right like i should be excited about that but then i realized that like the foil box toppers aren't in the set and they're not even in the boxes that you could buy and yeah then, they are 
They're they're in the there's like one seal two seal toppers that come in the box. But sorry, that's it. sorry, the foil ones are not in the set. Yeah. Yeah, so, to clarify. So, yeah, yeah. So the regular ones are, but the foil ones aren't. And I, if I'm going to get them, I'd rather get the foil one. But, like, I know that if I buy that booster box, there's going to be zero of them in there. Like, I just can't get that. And then if I buy the collector, like, the, the VIP one, it's just, like, one pack, so you get one chance. Like, I don't know. I, I don't mind spending $100 mm-hmm. on Magic cards. I just, like, if I'm going to if I'm gonna gamble, I don't want to gamble $100. I feel better gambling $5 or even $20 as in the case with like, you know, core 21 collector boosters. Like it, it really has the same number of rares and mythics in it as a collector booster does, but they're like five times more expensive. <laughs> and I don't understand why. Cause they, they put other stuff money. In it. No, I understand. No, I mean, I understand why they yeah, they can charge more money for it and they will yeah. charge more money for it. But like, I don't like, it's not even that much cooler than a regular booster pack from from Double Masters. Like, there's not even that many more cards in them. Why does it have to cost so much more money? And so, like, I, I don't know. It just it just feels bad. Like, logistically, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It just it just doesn't feel like a good deal. And thus, I'm not buying them. I'd rather just wait for other people to open them and then buy only the ones that I want. I feel like there's two types of magic players that are going to come out of this pandemic slash recession slash depression slash whatever this uh, this little cluster we have going on here. You have the type of magic players who were previously spending way too much money, whether it was going out on trips or um, like buying cards, and like they've taken a look at their spending and they're like, "Wow, like I was making some egregious investments or like egregious spending habits before COVID happened." And, like, I need to change that. And then you have the people that, like, over-leverage themselves for this or, like, refuse to cook and are door-dashing, like, twice a day during this pandemic. And they're they're going to come out of this with, like, some really bad, like, money-spending money habits or, like, um, this is basically a missed year to, like, whatever you are passionate about, if you can work from home, you're able to do. Like, you're able to, like, get in shape. You're able to learn a new hobby. And, like, a lot of people are not taking advantage of that, I feel like. Like, we all get a breather for a year if you're if you're working from home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's hard because, like, a lot of people just don't have jobs either and they can't work from home because, you know, whatever they were doing requires you to be there in person. So, like, people that are servers at restaurants and people that, um, you know, work at, like, other the tourism industry yeah i mean well for especially the tourism industry but just like whenever you provide a service to another person a lot of the times you can't do that work from home like right like if you're uh you know an electrician you can't do that from home and if you're like uh a plumber you can't do that from home if you're you work at a movie theater you can't do that from home like stuff like that so you know it's, it's not everyone has the ability to work from home and but like everyone has the ability to like use their free time to do things that are productive or just you know you could just become a vegetable and watch netflix and you know i don't know how you're not out of things already but like you talking to me no just like people in general like if, oh, you're, okay. if you're like <laughs> if you're like doing nothing with your life and you're just sitting on the couch and watching netflix like i don't know i don't know and how listening we- to this podcast Dude, nobody listens to this podcast. We haven't put out a podcast in like nine months. <laughs> Fucking nobody yeah. listens. We're we're good. Um, yeah, exactly. We're we're old men. Yeah, like I've just been getting in shape. 
like not i just like thought like how much i was sitting down per day and then i'm like all right there is no excuse not to like hike 10 miles a day and so like that's what's keeping me I sane. Mean, there there is an excuse to not hike 10 miles a day which is like you know you live in florida and if you hike 10 miles a day you'd probably be dead or eaten by an alligator uh, yeah, all, yeah like all of those things are possible um yeah but even just like you know like we were talking about earlier just like learn something new like both you and i learned to bake it's not something i've ever done before but like when you're at home all day and you have nothing else to do you might as well learn like it, everyone else was doing it there's like oh this is kind of cool maybe i could figure out how to like make my own bread and make it the way i want it to be made instead of having to deal with whatever you know whatever they have at the store so yeah there, there are things to like you know grow as a person that don't necessarily involve getting into shape or spending a bunch of money like you i'm can, learning mandarin it cost me zero dollars see I've, I've thought about trying to learn japanese but i thought that would make me too much of a weeb you are a weeb. It's okay. You can own it. All right. You and Doug can uh can do that. So. No, I th- I think we're different in that respect. But yeah, uh, I mean, learning a second language is difficult. Uh, you know, it w- it would be more beneficial for me to learn, um, Cantonese, but like, it's difficult also. So I don't. I, yeah. I haven't I haven't made any headway, but it's just like. You know, there's there's stuff you could be doing with your time and your life to get you know get yourself ahead or like at least improve yourself a little bit and, and learn and give you better perspective on things. But uh, I I do think that a lot of people are probably not taking that and just like spending all their time playing video games. Which I also I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I definitely did play a lot of video games also. But you know, given you have to take the opportunity that you have inside to do things that you probably wouldn't have otherwise done. Because like, when this is over, we're not going to get this opportunity again. Like I don't even there's... know. I don't even know if that's the case. Like honestly, I th- I've been thinking about that. Like once this is like you know, quote unquote, all over. Like what what becomes normal anymore? Like I'm so used to doing a lot of this stuff. Am I going to like switch back to my my old habits? Like am I going to go out to eat nearly as much as I used to, even if I can? I think even yeah. If I feel safe? I... I think people, like, say we all get vaccinated, which, so, like, say it's 2025 in America, but, like, 2021 in every other country in the world, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that, uh, like, you're gonna want to catch up with your friends over beers and, like, talk about the lost year, essentially, or, like, I think for people my age, uh, like, we're gonna want to go to bars and, like, go to a club. Sure, I mean, those are some of the things that you can do, but, like, how many of your other habits are going to change? Like, are you gonna cook yourself meals as often as you do now yeah probably right so like how much of that how much of that changes how much are like you know are you going to go to movie theaters again even when you have the option like because they've been releasing a lot of movies like available for streaming so that you don't have to go to the movie theater like a lot of the newer movies and i'm like not sure if they're going to continue to do that and if they do continue to do that like is it going to be worth it to drive to a movie theater anymore? I don't know. It's hard to Admittingly, say. Admittedly, like, both of us don't know much about movie finance. But, like, um, I feel like they'll keep doing that because they don't want to have to, like, have a, a chunk of their box office earnings go to movie theaters. I feel like it, it can be more profitable to, like, release it, like, a week before online or something. I mean, at that point, why even go to movie theaters at all? Like, you're going to cut Old off... people. I don't know. I, the movie theaters themselves, I feel like, have also been, like, fighting that because 
it'll reduce their own revenue if you release it online too early. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but like, you know, I'm excited to see where movies go from here. Like, I'm still excited to see Mulan, but it's not out, and I don't know when it'll come out. So that's like a little, you know, disappointing. As far as like the travel finance stuff goes, like flights are going to be more expensive for certain places for a long time because there won't be enough supply and plenty of demand. But like, there's also so many good deals. If like you have a way to to make sure that you can get your money back with like the promos airlines are doing, uh, there's like a ton of good deals out there for booking trips for the future. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I like part of me wants to do that, but part of me also like really doesn't want to get locked into it. like and I don't want to lock any money into an airline that you know could go under by the time this <laughs> this comes around. You know, this is over. So the there's two ways to mitigate that. One is like with their credit card that actually carries actual travel protection yeah um so like chase sapphire reserve which ed and i both have is t- up to ten thousand dollars a person or twenty thousand dollars per trip i i like insurance. i like how you're like ed and i both have but i also have oh you have it okay cool yeah so we we, we all good we got the cartel credit cards but um I'm other than gonna, that like qatar is... I, I, I bought i got that card like it, it is a good card and a good deal but like the thing that sold me on it was that it was a uh, not a plastic card Oh, <laughs> I was just like you can like, cut your bulk rares with it, and oh, it won't dude, like yeah, or your yeah. cocaine, whatever you want. Yeah, hey, you're in Florida, you tell me. But uh, like if you look at some of the deals uh, for Qatar or like Qatar, depending on like how you're pronouncing that country, like it's a pretty stable country, and they're doing a promo that a lot of people took advantage of, where you could change your trip by up to five thousand miles from where you originally booked. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So you get a you get a two year extension on any trip you book. So like it's good for two years afterwards if you have to cancel due to COVID. But they also let you change your flight destination to up to five thousand miles from where you're flying so that they can keep your money. So people were booking four hundred dollar or five hundred dollar tickets to Japan and then just changing it to Australia, which was like a two thousand dollar ticket. Oh. Yeah. Stonks. I mean I would like to go to Australia eventually. I was supposed to yeah. go there for the pro tour, but then uh, there were some visa issues that I ran into, so then I got bumped to Hawaii, which was still fine. Yeah, um, I remember that. That yeah. was like the big scandal back in the day. It was. It was. It was like the worst thing that had ever happened because the Australian government decided, like, very last minute, that pro tour competitors needed to have um, work visas because. Yeah of some dumb stuff like some countries like didn't like i think brazil was like a big problem to try to get people into the country on like just regular visas so then they were like oh everyone needs work visas and i didn't get the paperwork done in time i wasn't trying to like because it was also an issue with my job at the time but yeah um yeah so uh that but that, that that made me get my uh my um passport that I didn't use to go to Australia, that I used to go to Canada twice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, I wish we were in Australia right now, just, like, enjoying everything. Dude, I want to go to New Zealand. They seem to have all their shit together. Yeah, so my sister lives in New Zealand, for people that don't know, and she went to a baseball game a couple days ago with 60,000 people and no masks. Yeah, that would be great if we could ever yeah. do that, but, like, that seems unlikely. Dude, how excited, yeah, how excited are you for hockey to return? Uh, we have a watch party set up, so 
I sold like three magic cards and bought a movie projector and we've been projecting movies on the side of my house and like sitting very far apart all wearing masks and next week like we're just gonna start watching blues games on the side of my house dude that sounds awesome I like yeah. I really don't think that they should be playing hockey but I'm definitely gonna watch as much of it as I can so the blues already have confirmed COVID cases so we already have four or five like people that have it and then the, N- the NHL's like yeah like you guys are still playing against the Blackhawks for your first game Oh, that's pretty rough. And it's like, oh no, we definitely don't, like, j- this is obviously a joke, so don't get offended, people, but like, oh no, anyone but the Blackhawks to give COVID to before they shut down the season. Because, uh, for those that don't follow hockey, like, our organizations hate each other, so. Yeah. I mean, most most yeah. cities that are close together are, are that kind of thing, but, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see hockey again. Um, I'm really hoping that they're taking the best of care that they can to make sure that the players don't get sick. Because, you know, obviously there are some people that are more susceptible to the condition and, you know, can get, you know, much worse after, you know, uh, after effects of, of having COVID. So I'm hoping that they're doing everything that the best that they can and not just trying to, like, make a quick buck. But, you know, we won't know about that for probably a year or so. See if at least with hockey hurt. you have sticks like you're checking each other but at least you have sticks versus like if you're playing football you're just like on them the entire time you know i mean yeah but like how many hockey players like spit onto the ice and stuff <laughs> i know or like you know the bench is just one giant coat like if you don't skate by the bench you have to skate like six feet to the left of the bench when you're crossing the red and blue line oh yeah for sure and i mean not even just that it's just like you know, how many of them share, you know, Gatorades on the bench, and, like, how many of them take out their mouthpiece with their hand to, like, scream at somebody and then put it back in, and then they'll, like, yeah. go into the corner and use that same hand that they touch their mouthpiece with to, like, push a guy We both the played boards. hockey. We know how it is. I mean, I don't, I don't play hockey. I only watch. I, th- I thought you played hockey growing up. No, man. Oh. I played basketball. Well, that's all right. I was tall. Same. I played hockey. No, I didn't play Man. hockey. I, I, I didn't have the balance for it. My ankles are oh. fucked up anyway, so it like it really I was, was an enforcer. It was fun. Oh yeah, definitely need those when you're a kid. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'm just like you know, there's 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 a lot of contact, so I'm hoping that they do the best to to limit it as much as possible and to keep everyone safe. But uh, at least they picked Canada for both of the cities to for their bubbles and not uh orlando like the uh nba did yeah and like i'm seeing i watched some of those um in the bubble vlogs and it doesn't really look like like it it seems very easy to spread COVID based on like what those vlogs are showing right yeah i mean the the idea is that like once they have everyone in the in the bubble then nobody has it and then the only way to get it is if someone comes from outside the bubble like you don't need to like stay that's like super far apart if you know everyone doesn't have it but you won't know that for a while and you know all the things that come with that i don't know it's 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 weird it's rough i hope that everyone stays safe but i don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case so you guys are disney fanatics for longtime listeners of the podcast like did you cancel your disney thing what's going on with that uh so i uh i've been paying for yearly renewal and like last year uh, I went to Disney with Thomas a couple of times when he came down, yeah. and then I just let it lapse. I was just like, I don't really want to go during the summer. It was going to lapse in, like, February, no, March, I think, 
and like I was just like ah, I don't really need it I don't really know like what's going on anyway so I just I let it lapse uh, so I didn't really have to cancel but I was probably going to anyway like regardless of the COVID stuff um, a lot of other people that I'm friends with uh, had like monthly payments set up so when they closed down Disney they suspended those payments and then uh, when they started to back up they're like you can cancel if you want but you have to call so like people were trying to call their their help desk or whatever to get to get their Disney pass canceled we do not have passes right now I would not expect to have them next year either uh, at the yeah. rate that we are going um, like all things considered like I I so there's some things about Disney that I miss but honestly I didn't like going there all that much or not nearly as much as like my wife liked to go so I that's why I was letting my pass expire but I will wait for them to finish up um, the new Star Wars stuff and then probably go there again but I don't know man like Disney is fine um, to go to well I mean before COVID now it's like kind of miserable there's so many extra things that you have to do and a lot of people really don't want to do them um, they recently they so they had a, a rule where if you weren't eating or drinking you had to wear a mask so people would get around that rule by walking around with a like a coffee in their hand and the mask off because they were you know, they were drinking their coffee while they were walking. So recently they had to add a rule that you cannot eat or drink while you're moving. You have to be sitting. So that Sounds like Japan. It's just, like, it, people just have to, like, stop being unreasonable. And right now the only people that are going to Disney are unreasonable, so there's really no reason for me to go. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Any th- so we've been recording for, like, an hour. Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, uh I mean... I don't know, man. What are you up to? What are you thinking? What What is your What is your thoughts about the future of magic? Oh, damn, that's deep. Um, I think we're gonna see within the next month just how many people prioritize magic over their finances. Like the amount of collections coming onto the market is insane. But like because magic players are still too lazy, even like when they're bankrupt, to like sell collections unless it's in person. If that makes sense, like. Yeah, people don't uh, want to mail it and buy list it. Right, there's a lot of people that like have like less than a thousand dollars in the bank, but five figures of magic cards. But they're too lazy to like sell it to someone. So like, even Channel Fireball has a new policy where they're like, just mail us a box and like we'll organize it for you because we need the cards. Yeah, and, like, honestly, then that's we'll send you funny. a thing. Uh, cool stuff. I think was uh, was offering to do like a Zoom like look through your collection. yeah Zoom buy. As you yeah. buy or Discord buy or whatever, so I was yeah. like, I don't know why people are like that. It's like pretty easy to search for things that like are expensive and you know are expensive, but I don't know, man. Or just like bulk everything out. Like I've been trying to do some some cleaning of my own house because I have a lot of like a lot of cards I'm never going to play with, and they're just taking yeah. too much space. So I've been slowly going through them, taking out only the cards that I want and the cards that are like, you know more than two dollars or whatever and like sending them aside and just bulking the rest of it it's just like not worth my time anymore like i used to be the kind of guy that'd be like oh man i gotta take out all the nickels and dimes and now i'm just like whatever man shout out to it. sig ospressor oh my or just like the doug the doug of the yeah world. D- doug made an empire off of five cent cards how dare you that is like he's how about he to, became he's about so to buy successful a house. he's gonna he's gonna buy a house you probably shouldn't say that on the i wasn't gonna say that on the podcast 
Well, he, he told yeah. us he was trying to buy a house in cash, and I was yeah. like, dude, that's a lot he's, of nickels. He, he turned nickels into a house. Like, exactly. the dude knows how to work. Right. Um, but it's just, like, not worth my time. Like, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a job that pays way more money than that, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to spend an hour of my life. I don't know if I could pick enough nickels in an hour to, to like, match my normal day job, so it's just yeah. not worth it. Um, so, like, what I've been doing, because, like, as you know, as a former buyer, like, getting someone to sit down with you is, like, half the battle. So, like, when it comes to COVID, like, having them mail you something is half the battle, because as soon as, like, they pay for something, they just, like, want it all gone in one swoop. So, I'm just, like, yeah, like, DM me, and then, like, just mail me a box of cards, I'll do all the work, I'll spreadsheet it, and then I'll pay you, like, X on top of X retailer's buy list. And, like, Magic players are just, like... I, I have two collections that are in the mail, but they're in the mail two months later because the players were too lazy to, like, mail them to me. Like, they printed a shipping label twice, and they just, like, didn't ship it. So, like, they didn't have to go to the post office. They just had to tape a shipping label onto a flat rate that they had at their house. And they were too lazy to do that for, like, five-figure collections. That's that's impressive. Like Yeah. that's So, like, one guy's, like, my house doesn't have power, like, I'm going to get evicted when, like, the July thing lifts, and, like, this is in, like, May, when they pass the resolution, and I'm like, yeah, like, that's plenty of time, mail him, and then he mailed him to me a week ago, and he's like, I didn't get evicted, because, like, they postponed it or whatever, or, like, I came to an agreement with my landlord, but, like, anyway, like, if you can just, like, send me that 20 grand for my list, like, that would be great, and I'm just like, you should have done this earlier. I was gonna say, like, that's, like, an excessive amount of cards. I don't know, like, I might have 20 grand of cards. I haven't thought about it, but, you know, I have more money in the ba- in my bank account than I have in cards. Yeah, no, this guy, like, I don't speak ill of customers, mm-hmm. but, like, he had, like, original foil everything but no savings. And, like, he treated his ma- magic collection like his investment portfolio. But, like, I, so I, I don't know if it's just me. It's, I get really annoyed because, like, I don't want to, like, buy list things because... You always get less than what you paid for them, or usually get. Don't less tell than people that. I sorry, sorry guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> How dare they not know the basic tenets of MTG finance? Right. So like, I'm I I only buy things that I I don't really invest in magic cards, so to speak. Like I don't buy things with the intentions of making money off of them. I buy the things that I want to play with, which yeah, you know, are things I don't intend to sell, basically. But yeah. I don't know. It's just like some sometimes people just like confuse me with like what their spending habits are as as well. Like I can't imagine like spending a whole paycheck right now on on magic cards. It would be like I think I would actually like have a hard time figuring out what to buy. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean it'll be like toppers soon and like Ugans and whatever. Dude, I opened and then the Ugin in my box. I was so happy. Nice. There's <laughs> another player that uh. Like, they're doing financially well, but they need the money as, like, a buffer for, like, their family. And it, it's a set of Power 9. And they're like, yeah, like, I'm here on this Tuesday at this date, and you live 15 minutes away. And I tried this for five weeks straight, and they didn't show up. And then they're like, do you think you can, like, drive over to pick this up? Because I've just been so busy every Tuesday. Dude, just fucking 15 minutes them. away. Ugh. It, no, and I was like, I will come drive to you, but I will pay you less because you've been blowing me off five weeks in a row that, like, I've driven to this place that, like, uh, like, I basically, like, you leave them on my car and, like, walk away, and then, like, I'm able to look at them with gloves on and, like, not get COVID, if that makes sense. Dude, that sounds like the weirdest drug deal. 
Yeah, well, so I was just like, like, I'll come pick them up if you leave them outside your house, and, like, but, like, I'm going to charge you, like, $20 to do this, because you've just been wasting my time. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. $20 sounds, like, exceptionally uh, nice. Like, you have to, so a lot of other things people don't understand is you have to make it worth your time, right? Like, if if your time is worth less than the 10% or more that you would lose by just doing it yourself, then that's fine. But... You know, if if you're gonna drive an hour or like you're just gonna take you an hour out of your day to go drive to this guy, like twenty bucks is a steal. Yeah, and like something people don't understand when buying dual lands is like you can like buy a set of dual lands right now from like most vendors for like twenty eight hundred dollars, or you can troll Facebook and spend twenty two hundred dollars. But like, what's your time worth? Like, do you want to refresh Facebook every day looking for like a duel that's ten to fifteen dollars cheaper? than any other like trying to snipe stuff or do you just want to like mail like a vendor a check and like not have to worry about it yeah honestly like i bought duels like not that long ago and the only reason i bought them was because i stumbled into my friend who was selling them like yeah honestly i would it was not worth my time to spend all that money to try to buy them and and all the effort to like get maximum value and i just like he's just like yeah i was taking apart my like old cube and doing this new cube and i don't need duels anymore and i was like well which ones do you have he's like all of them except for underground scene. I was like, convenient. That's the only one that I own. Let's, let's <laughs> figure this out. Yeah. Um, and then we're also seeing, like, on the market, bulk is, like, dead because so many people find a way of time to sit down and, like, pick their bulk and mail in order. So, like, Car Kingdom's paying, like, a percentage of what they were paying before on, like, casual stuff. So, like, we both know the competitive market is dead, but, like, uh, like, Wall of Shards, even before the reprint, went from, like, $5 to a quarter, because so many people were like, oh, I should probably pick all that bulk that's been sitting in my closet and mail it in. Right. So. Yeah, it's just been a lot of lazy Magic players that uh, want money, but, like, don't even want to, like, slap a tracking label on a box and mail it to me. I was about but, to like, say, I can't really complain, you know? I mean, they can't complain because you're taking the time out of your day to do this, but also it's just, like, I feel like it's just rude. Like, just do 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 a little bit of work yourself. Or at least if you say you're going to do it, actually follow through. But so many people are, like, not like that. Yeah, we've both had that experience buying and selling magic cards before. Yep. Yep. But uh, other than that, just, like, getting in shape and trying to be a good person. So, just, like, reflecting on the year and trying to better myself for it. That's, that's the... Those are good ideas. Good, good goals in life. Yeah. So... Just uh, becoming a jack of all trades. You know, like, there's something there's something to be said like about that. Is like having more perspective on life and different things that you can do is is important. Yeah. Well, like also like you're aware of my background, so like a lot of stuff that people were taught growing up, like I was not. So like I, it's been a very good time to like learn do it yourself stuff and like apply it. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, there's something that I've I've learned is like there's a YouTube video for everything. Like, yeah. If you just like go on YouTube, how do I do blank? You'll you'll see something there, and you'll probably be able to figure it out. But yeah, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, end this? Uh, are we gonna do this ever again? Or are we just dead? Yeah, forever? probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. we can probably get Ed. <laughs> we can probably we'll get them back in twenty twenty one when uh yeah uh yeah like I'll probably be able to finagle Ed on eventually though like he he's done the opposite of what we've done so we'll see. Our listeners may be in for a treat when Ed comes on to talk about how he's uh, using his time in 2020. Oh, I can't wait. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. I, I feel like we could get dug on like with, like, in a second. So, I hope that like, Ed has not... been spending all his time writing Taylor Swift fanfics. <laughs> yeah, the ta- for we're recording this the night that Taylor Swift's album drops, and Ed is very happy. So, uh, anyway, you should give Ed a call at midnight when the the album drops. His phone number is no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, you! But yeah, like. I feel like we could get dug on within, like, five seconds. I just feel like getting Ed on in 2020 with the pandemic is not easy. So we'll see. Um, okay. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at PHRST underscore. Uh, and that's kind of pretty much all the only place you can find me now. I don't really do articles or any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MissouriMTG. There's like a not safe for work podcast that we started as well, which is uh, interesting. Ooh. Basically, it's just content creators yelling on non non family friendly platforms. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We're not dead. Uh, we'll probably talk more finance in the future when Jim and I get around to it. Dude, there's so much uh, other stuff we gotta talk about. We've been gone for so long. Yeah, just remember that, like, there's more to life than magic, right? That's true. Alright, talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye.